What is now for April 8th, 2021? On today's win, we discuss Krispy Kreme poisoning America. A 75-year Harvard study reveals the key to success. And is TikTok the future of personal finance? Welcome to the Fat and Broke Podcast, where we explore all topics related to lifestyle optimization and being a better human. Nothing's off limits. Now your hosts, Peter Bruyard, Gary Donia, and Sarah Newell. Oh Whoa. my god. That sounded that sounded it's like, like a, a velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to start the shit. What is now? <laughs> da, 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 da. That was <laughs> Sarah. Wow, yeah, you should be concerned about your throat sounds. That is it. That Jesus was Christ. doing that the whole time. Wow. What is now? Welcome everybody to What is Now? Uh, and that was I'm Sarah's sorry. throat. Amazing. But so, it's going to be great if it didn't like, show no, up on the I'm, I'm going to amplify that, and it's going to be like, da 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 Sarah. Yes. What, in, in your words, describe what, what is now, or as we're calling our win episodes, what are these episodes going to be about? They're about current topics uh, related to health, nutrition, I guess it's the same thing, uh, finance. Just today, what's going on? Just a weekly update. Yeah, essentially how to how to how to look at and look at and analyze the current news of the day as it relates to lifestyle optimization yep. and what we think on those topics. Right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So those we're going to call them wins for now on. So if you hear us re- referencing our win episodes, that is short for what is now, which is also how Sarah once asked. What time it was, <laughs> which is where the name of the show came from. There are a lot of thoughts so, that try to escape yeah, my right. brain at the same time. So and it time just comes now. out. In... Were you there for that, Peter? No, I wasn't. Yeah. I missed that. All right. So yes. she, she, instead of saying, what time is it? Or what is today? Or what is today? Or whatever <laughs> yeah. she said, she just looked at, I think it was Chris. It was Chris. It was Chris. And she says, what is now? <laughs> Neanderthal. So one of our many things that we love Sarah for, but it, she it inspired us to have this uh, second show of the week, which will be every Thursday. We have our weekly show on Mondays. We'll have this show every Thursday. It's called What Is Now? And we're going to get started. So basically today, I think we have three different articles that we pulled up, three different news stories. Yep. Um, We're going to start with Peter on the first one. We're going to just kind of quickly go through it, give our thoughts, move on to the next. And these episodes will be a little shorter than our regular ones, uh, but they'll be a lot of fun. So Pete, why don't you go ahead? Perfect. So in the news about a week ago, Krispy Kreme started offering customers uh, a free original glazed donut to those who present their vaccine card at, I guess, any Krispy Kreme store uh, in the U.S. And so on top of that, it's not just a one-time thing. It's actually for the rest of 2021, anytime, any day of the week, if you go in with your vaccine card, they'll give you a free poison donut. You know how many donuts you could get, like unbelievable between now and the end of the year. I mean, like two thirds of the year is left, right? I mean, that's insane. Do you only get one free donut a day? Yeah, yeah. So one free donut. What if you go to a different Krispy Kreme? I guess you could just keep piling on the donuts. So before we get into our thoughts on that, there's another. I believe we have like another article that's related to uh, COVID, the the effectiveness of the vaccine, as well as your risk for COVID uh, based on diet, like based on food choices. Correct. Right. So why don't you quickly go over that one, then we'll give our thoughts on Krispy Kreme. 
Okay. So I, I want to tie in, you know, what is a company? Honestly, I mean, if you think about ad space, they're just offering their product and because they're trying to like virtue signal or whatever it is, they're saying, oh, you know what? If you guys get a vaccine, we'll give you, you know, free donut, basically just their product. And there are a ton of companies who are now who are offering doing incentives of course. for people to get vaccines. They need, it, to, they need to be part of, right. the, of the companies that are doing that thing, right? So, yeah. And it's partly... They want people to get vaccinated. They're trying to encourage people to get vaccinated, but it's also they want people to come back in their doors. Yeah, it's just right. it's marketing. Yeah, it's sure. marketing one on one. They're taking advantage of the situation. Right. right. So that being said, okay. So let's talk about COVID as it relates to immunity. You know, as opposed to like needing to only get vaccine to help you, you know, protect yourself against COVID. Just like real quick. So there is literally no friggin' talking about you know immunity as it relates to personal responsibility in the news. Like. How healthy are you? What what steps can you take to be a healthier person, both you know physically? How do you enhance your immune system through diet, exercise, supplements, things like that? There's literally nothing from the top, and so all you hear about is vaccine, 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 which is you know great. We're all vaccinated, but there's nothing on personal responsibility whatsoever. So let's just talk real quick on ways in which we can do that a little bit, right? So metabolic syndrome, okay, is a cluster of conditions that when they occur together, they dramatically increase the risk of heart disease, stroke, and diabetes, which a lot of people in this country, you know, have a problem with. You know, what what is metabolic syndrome? Basically, it's besides those four things, it's essentially the physical characteristics are excess fat around the middle, you know, of the stomach, either inside, like check with the organs. <laughs> check, check. I, got, I got that. <laughs> Uh, hypertension, which just means increased blood pressure. I don't have it. Okay, beyond what is normal. Uh, high blood sugar, so increasing pre-diabetes uh, numbers. High triglycerides, just, which just really means high fat in the blood. And then a bad cholesterol profile, so like, you know, high LDLs, like low HDLs, et cetera. So all that of these literally things- literally describes most of America. That's correct. So Bring on the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those things together, okay, if you have all of them together, it's what's called metabolic syndrome. And it's just, it's just a precursor to say, if you have these things, you're really unhealthy and you're at a much higher risk to get these catastrophic injuries that'll kill you. Right. So- the underlying thing with metabolic condition is that they're all associated with low-grade body-wide inflammation. And so what is COVID? Well, COVID kills by causing an overwhelming inflammatory response that disables the body's ability to fight to fight it off. And so that's, you know, that's the immune system. If the immune system can't do its job and it can't fight the thing, it, you know, it can't like, send the soldiers to the battle, then you can't you know, end up fighting off COVID. And so, so a few stats here with that. Okay, so love love stats. Love stats. Yeah. So this this blew my mind. I couldn't believe this. So ninety two percent in a two thousand twenty survey in June, ninety two percent of the U.S. population have one of the four conditions that I just outlined that make up metabolic syndrome. So one of the four. So with the, so one, more than one in ten have one of those metabolic syndrome factors. Thirty seven percent of the whole population actually have metabolic syndrome. And 50% of people above the age of 60 do. So so one in two above the age of 60 have a really heavily compromised immune system and are much higher risk of dying than what they have to be because of their lifestyle choices. Sure. I can totally believe those numbers. And in fact, they actually sound low to me. I mean, have you ever been to Disney World? Yeah, it's horrific. I mean, Jesus. No, but I've been to yeah. Walmart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I totally believe it. America's unhealthy. We know that. We also know that certain food that we put in our body can actually make vaccines less effective. Mm -hmm. And those foods tend to be foods like donuts uh, 
and other bad foods like that because they contain different preservatives inside of them. Cheese it. That yeah, cheese it, cheese so it, sad, which was on the list. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I know it's bad. But those things can actually not only do they make you more unhealthy, make your immune system uh, less robust, they actually make the vaccine uh, less effective. Right? What are you right. laughing at? <laughs> she's laughing. She's laughing at your list. Was, the rust, oh robust. no, I was laughing at the word robust. It's and robust. Peter used that and to it was a little lispy, somebody yeah. once. Um, <laughs> yep, you're very robust. <laughs> so let's get back to Krispy Kreme. Yes. real quick. I mean, what? I mean, seriously. So yeah, I agree. So the irony is thick here. So okay, if you want to give everybody one donut. For every day for a year. Yeah, every day for a year, as many as you want. Pretty soon they're going to be giving every away all their donuts. Right. I mean, they, they're known for some shady business in the past anyway. They yeah. got in some trouble back in the day. But first of all, so again, I appreciate what they're trying to do. It's the wrong way to do it. If you want to give away one donut to every person, then great. Have a way to track that. I don't care. But also, it feels like it probably unfairly will target a demographic that is already 100%. at risk, right? Maybe lower income, maybe less access to healthy food, you know, maybe already predisposed to these types of things because because of the things I just mentioned. Just reinforcing right? the, the poor behavior. Right. Somebody that maybe is having trouble getting good, healthy, nutritious food into their body on a daily basis because it's too expensive to do so. We'll look at this and be like, great, I'll just eat donuts all day for the next the rest of the year and I don't have to spend, you know, I'll be able to feed my family on donuts or I'll be able to, you know, so I just feel like this is, a group of people who already struggled enough over the last year are going to struggle even more because Krispy Kreme is just giving them free donut. That's, so, that's how I look at it. Yeah, you know? and I, that's I, the first thing I thought of when I heard of this. I said, who's going to do this? Who's most likely to do this on a regular basis? And I said, it's probably people who, who you know, one, either love Krispy Kreme and just love donuts or are really unhealthy or can't afford to put real good healthy food on their table and it's free food. I agree. Yeah. Sarah, do you have anything on that? No, I think it's an awful idea. I agree. All right. All right. So Krispy Kreme, change your- <laughs> Change your marketing change plan. Change your marketing. One donut. Get everyone one donut. Because your donuts are delicious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not By really sure way. I've ever had Krispy Kreme. I've donuts. never had a Krispy Kreme They donut. are so good. And if, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might go. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. All right, Sarah. Don't change until I go. Next mm-hmm. topic. Uh, so we have a study here or a article from Harvard University that- um, they have been doing a study over the last 75 years on the key to success. And it was basically about how you surround yourself with happy people or people with positive outlooks. You're more happy, more positive. Right. Um, what was your initial reaction to this? Because we talked about this and your initial I reaction did my, was priceless. I was just like, I told you guys this last week. Like, right. you need a Harvard study to tell you that? Like, that is common sense. Right. Like surround yourself with happy people. Why seventy five years? Like right. that's a long time. It's like duh. It took yeah. seventy five years for Harvard to figure. And they out. tracked seven hundred and twenty four men. First of all, yeah. Well, obviously they started it. I think they started it in the forties. Nineteen thirty eight. Nineteen thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah, and they tracked two groups of men. One was a group that was headed off to war, and the other was a low income group in Boston. And every two years, a questionnaire is sent out. They also interview the people in person, and they got medical records, blood work, and even interview uh, conversations with their loved ones. That yeah. was the study. Seventy five years. Oh, sorry, I keep hitting papers. Um, yeah. yeah, that's insane to me. Why? Why did it take that long? Yeah. And also, <laughs> why? <laughs> why right. do you need to do a study on that? So I think I, I think it's actually – so I thought your reaction to that was great. So I think intuitively we all, the three of us in this room, think, well, uh, obviously, like that's so stupid. Right. Like, you know, like, yes, give yourself – but it was only recent until recently that I figured that out myself. 
It was, I mean, I wrote a post about it. It was only recently that I decided that I needed to focus more on the people, you know, I called them my five. I think we had, you know, an episode on it, but it's like, you know, like the five or so people in my life or groups of people in my life that bring me value and happiness. And I have removed myself or, you know, just distanced myself from the people in my life that weren't doing that, the people that would bring me stress, drama, whatever. And so even for me, you know, I'm 44 now. Yes. Uh, Good job. It probably took me almost 40 years to figure out that I needed to surround myself with the right people for me to be happy. So it took Harvard 75 years. It took me 40. So you're ahead of Harvard. I'm way smarter than Harvard, but it still took me a long time. Yeah. So here's the reason why. So you asked, why did it take 75 years? So when they started, these were kids. They were like 16, 17, 18-year-olds. And so they basically just picked 700, you know, kids to to essentially say, well, let's track them through their life and see what we can learn. They didn't have like an end in mind. They just were like, well, let's see what happens. And so they the questionnaire was just based off all of life's metrics. And because now th- there's only about 100 people left, I think less than that. Alive. Alive of the 724 initial. They're just happy to be alive. That's, That's right. Why they're, and so they're, <laughs> they're in so their, they're in their late 80s and 90s now and basically the the tenants that, that you know that the researchers have learned through the people that are still alive is that they basically said that you know the clearest message is that good relationships keep us happy and healthier. So he basically said across all metrics the the biggest predictor of success because they looked at everything, right? They looked at like how much money you made, what was your career, whatever the metric that it was, the biggest predictor of success and happiness in a, in a person's life was close social connections. The takeaways here is that the close social connections are good and that loneliness kills. So that the people who self-reported having really close friends in their older age were happier and physically healthier, as well as emotionally and mentally healthier. And then the people who self-reported that they were lonely had a much higher, on average, um, unhealthy life. So just physically, much more medical bills, et cetera, and were self-reported much more unhappy. And then also, it's not just... So people can get confused sometimes. So I'm really social. I have a ton of friends. It's not the number. It's not the amount of friends that you have. It's the quality, it's, it's of, the quality of the people. So what you right. just touched on, Gary, you said you you found the people that give you meaning and you eliminate the people that don't. And it's not a selfish thing. It's a self-preservation thing. You want to be a happy person. So if somebody isn't a net positive for you, then you don't hang around with them. Right. Right. And so it's so, again, close social connections, quality, not quantity. And then also one another insight, I think I just touched on this, was that good relationships don't just protect the body, but they also protect the brain. So people who are in relationships that are close in their 80s seem to have sharper cognitive functions than those who do not. And so if you're in a relationship that you can count on the other person, um, it is both not only physically, but mentally protective as well. Right. So thank you, Harvard. Again, I don't know why Harvard. Right. We'll get, we're going to get Sarah. We're going to get Sarah. <laughs> it seems a, so intuitive to you, Sarah. We're gonna it get, does. We're going to get Sarah a, a Harvard sweatshirt. That also tells me that those lonely people need to work on themselves. Yeah. Sure. Not everybody can come to that, though. Yeah. Like Sarah, have you always known? Yeah. So so like Gary just professed he'd... Like, I remember him literally making fun of me for hanging out with people like three right. years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And then certainly now, you know, he's changed his mind on that. But for you, you've always felt that way? Yeah. I mean, I've had some toxic people in my life and it's just one of those things where they just kind of weed themselves out in general. But it's, yeah, it's something I've always like tried to focus on in general. 
I'm not like a planner or like a person who looks ahead. I'm more of like a spur of the moment person. So I just feel like I want to be happy now. Gotcha. So I got to focus on that. Hmm. Well, it's an interesting study for sure. I'm not sure why it took 75 years, but yeah. Um, good job, Harvard. Good job, Harvard. I'd like a sweatshirt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Graduating class. Of yeah. 2021. 20, yeah. All right. Off to our last, our third and last. Yeah. What you got over there? Uh, I saw a headline or an article that it said TikTok is the future <laughs> of personal finance. Oh, my God. Love the way and I was like, you know what? I just got to get out of the game. I'm just done. <laughs> I'm, selling, I'm selling all my shit mm-hmm. and I'm moving somewhere. That's horrifying. So, again, like everything, right? So, I think the intent is good. I'm sure there are people on TikTok that provide good, sound financial advice in their little videos and, and do whatever, right? But if you are going to TikTok to find your financial <laughs> advice or your information you you're probably in trouble already right <laughs> and so also i think that the problem is tiktok clearly has a, a a target demo right gen z i think is what they are now the younger 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 group the problem is is that for me at least the problem is is that this this group and tiktok itself is sort of gamifying personal finance because that's that's what they're interested in. They're young. Like they don't, they, you know, they don't, they are looking for it to be fun and they're looking for it to be entertaining. And um, I think inherently there is, lies a problem, right? Personal finance doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, you know, what not fun, but it certainly is not a game. And, you know, things like Robin Hood and TikTok are, are making it too gamey and that, is very risky. So what happens, I think, when you game gamify something like this is it takes, so it becomes fun and you take out the knowledge, you take out the understanding behind what it is they're doing. And then now they're just investing in shit that they think that they have no idea what they're doing yep. just because it's available to them. Right. Right. And I think if they watch these videos and like I said, there's probably some really good, smart people on there to give some really good quick tips on how to do personal finance. The problem is, is are the people watching the videos able to filter out the junk? Right. Are they able no. to know the difference? Right. Can, do they know the difference between somebody who's really qualified and credentialed versus somebody who's not? Right. It, it just, you know, you have, go through your feed. I, I've never even been on TikTok, but you go through like you go through your feed and something pops up and he tells you to invest in this because you can make a quick hundred thousand dollars. You know, first of all, the quick, quick money doesn't happen. You know, get rich quick doesn't happen. So that should be a red flag right away, which they, they mentioned. They do mention in the article, I'll give them credit for that. They do mention you got to make sure some scammy people out there and, and whatever. But they fully believe in the article that this is the future of personal finance for this generation. And I think that's insane. Sure. I agree. So yeah. I think, with, again, without the education, they're just doing it wrong. Sarah. Do you yes. go to, do you, you're younger than us. Do you go to TikTok for your financial information? Nope. I go there for pants. Oh, what? <laughs> do they oh, provide, TikTok pants. Do they provide good, uh, good pant uh, recommendations? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far, I guess. So far. So yeah. you're one for one That's... on your TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I usually just go there for entertainment. Yeah. And by usually, Which I mean people send me TikTok videos. Right. That's what uh, TikTok should be for. Yeah. Impersonations, you know? pants. You should not be going to social media except for our page. For your, <laughs> we're the only good page, <laughs> except for financial in, in general. I mean, I guess it's a good place to to find uh, groups of people who are asking questions, and it's a good place to share information. But you just got to be careful of the sources, make sure that it's vetted a little bit, and that it's you know good quality information. So there we go. Sounds what good. is now? I love that it. Do you guys now. like that? That was a really f- good first right. version of it. Yeah. So I would love our listeners to give us some feedback on what is now. Maybe send in things that they want to hear about. 
That would be great. Uh, topics that are in the news that they find interesting that they want us to talk about or explore a little bit. But that is what that is, is now. now. That is now. <laughs> and we are all done. That's our win for the day. Yep. yep. All right, Better guys. every day. See ya. Bye. Hey there. This is Sarah. Thanks for listening to the Fat and Broke podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Fat Broke Pod. Also, head over to our website at thefatbrokepod.com for more content and nonsense like this. Thank you for listening to the Fat and Broke podcast. The Fat and Broke host and guests provide general information, advice, and entertainment, but not medical or financial advice. Please consult a medical, financial, or other professional before making any lifestyle or financial changes. In other words, please don't listen to a thing these assholes have to say. Beep, 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 beep.